You're listening to the Don't Sell the Farm podcast. Listen, friend, God does not have to say to us again, I want you to go out and witness it. 1900 years ago, Jesus said to us, Go ye out into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. He does not have to say one more word. Those are our marching orders. We need no sign from heaven. We need no urging of the Spirit. We have a command that has never been rescinded. The urgency of the hour is into all the world. And we do not have forever to preach this gospel. But time is running out. Today we have uh, Pastor Diego Galvan on the podcast. And uh, he has a bit of experience in pastoral ministry, you could say, in missionary work. Um, and that's what we're going to really focus on today because Pastor Galvan has uh, a lot of very crazy and interesting stories from his time in Mexico. So, uh, Pastor Galvan, welcome onto the podcast. Thanks Thank you. On. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was trying to do a little bit of research for this. So the only research I did though is I went on to the uh, to the uh, church's website and read your <laughs> read your bio. <laughs> there you go. That's a clean version. <laughs> the clean version. <laughs> but uh, I found it interesting. I didn't even know, but you uh, you guys were saved in um, San Diego, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And Actually, then, well, uh, no, my wife was saved in San Diego. Okay. I got I got saved in South America. Okay, well. Wow. <coughs> in my own country, in Uruguay, in 1986. Okay. And then uh, in 87, I came to the States. I moved to San Diego, and that's when I got into the Fellowship Church. And so you were saved in another non yeah. Fellowship yeah, Church? Yeah, just time. six months, enough to get me radically saved. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, I was a teenager. I was 13 okay. when oh, wow. I got saved. So, so why did you move to the States? <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, another... That's what Crazy yeah, story, crazy. but hey, man, my well, father, long cool. story, <laughs> yeah. short story in the version. Um, my father was a bodyguard of the United States ambassador, and uh, he, it, that was back in the 70s when there was a lot of terrorism that were trying to take over the country. Yeah. Cuba was, you know, mm -hmm. Che Guevara was trying to take over. So uh, through the process of time, my father uh, um, divorced my mother, married a diplomatic American woman, Plan it all out, unsaved, came to the States, became a citizen, divorced oh, wow. the woman, mm -hmm. went back to Uruguay, remarried my mother, got saved, and brought us all back to the United States. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, crazy. yeah, so that was, uh, was kind of, so that's how I ended up in San Diego because wow. my father had a. My mother was sick, you know, so my father's dream was to one day bring my mother to the United States and have doctors try to help her because okay. the medical attention in South America was so different and poor compared to America that right. he thought, you know, maybe maybe there's hope. He That was his way, human way of thinking, but sure. God intervened in the midst and he saved us and, wow. and that's how we ended up in San Diego. Wow, well, story-wise, I think so far this is the craziest <laughs> we've had so far. How <laughs> yeah. was it growing up with uh, with your dad being in that profession? Oh, man. Oh, I was I was small, but I remember. Uh, my father uh, uh, had a, a group of 12 men that would work under, and, and you know, there was plenty of attempts to kill the, the ambassador and the wow. family. Yeah. So my father had access to everything in the United States, 
all the latest technology, the latest weapons, Man. Uh, the the bulletproof car. Yeah. I would just go driving in a bulletproof <laughs> station wagon <laughs> back awesome. in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, 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 Grand Torino <laughs> Ford. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would, I was a little kid. I remember five, six years old. I would just go in and out the embassy and the ambassador's house. They would come wow. to eat in my house. Weapons were part of our lives. My father would carry an Uzi, 12-gauge shotgun in the car with, wow. you know, guns everywhere. So it was a, it was a different life. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, he was involved in shootings, attempted murders. But, you know, God had a plan for our family, and we survived it. Yeah, so thank God. Yeah, yeah. That's and awesome. so my father got saved. He passed away, but he's, he's in heaven, so... Yeah, in our fellowship. It was so, tremendous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we know that you you have had <coughs> a fair bit of experience, um, maybe somewhat similar to even your father's, and maybe your upbringing benefited you in some way. Um, I, I kind of want to, uh, like I was saying, um, focus on your, your experiences in Mexico. Okay. Because um, you've got some, some insane <coughs> stories to tell about that time and, and how God helped you through that. Yeah. And so that's what we want to kind of okay. look at. Um, I know you've you've assisted in a number of places. You've pastored mm -hmm. in Casa Grande, and now you're, uh, you're uh, leading the Spanish uh, church in Prescott. Yep. Um, but give us a little bit of, uh, give us a little bit of an indication how you ended up in Mexico. Okay. This is, uh, this is another radical, uh, and it is connected to our church, one mm -hmm. of the evangelists, Chris Hart. Okay. Okay. So um, I was pastoring in San Diego. I was the assistant pastor. I had Pioneer already. Then at that point, I was or, or pastoring in my mother church as an assistant and doing the Spanish service. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, my my pastor announced that there was going to be a, a guest preacher preaching Sunday morning, Sunday night. And he mentions the name Chris Hart. I had never heard of the man. Mm -hmm. So uh, Sunday morning he's preaching and as he's preaching Chris Hart being <laughs> radical Chris yeah. Hart this is years ago but still he it was on fire as he's preaching I, f I felt and I, I, I tell you I knew that it was God God spoke to me during the sermon and I heard this whisper give everything you have and go to Mexico and pastor a church wow. and uh, I was you know I, I, I was I had just spoken with my pastor, and my pastor told me, you know what, Diego, I love how we work together. I don't want to send you out. I want yeah. you to stay at least with me five years. We're going to make this work in the church. So I said, okay, you know, I, I, I was assisting, but I also had a, a good job. I was uh, working for Acura Jaguar, uh, the dealership in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I, I, I owned my house in San Diego, and I was doing well, you know. Mm -hmm. But when I heard that voice, give it all and go to Mexico, in my craziness, and I know I'm crazy, <laughs> you know, but in my craziness, I said, okay, God, I said, I'll do it. In my head, you know, as Chris mm -hmm. is preaching, I'll do it, but you need to make it real. I, I want you to tell that man that wow. does not know me, give him a word, and if you, if you help me through this, I'll respond, you know. Yeah. So the, the Chris Hart keeps preaching. We've never met. He doesn't mm -hmm. know me, you know. Yeah. So, so, uh, so when the altar call comes, I grab my wife's hand. I say, hey, babe, let's go to the altar. We always do, you know, but this time I'm thinking I, I, need, I need God, you know. Yeah. My wife has no clue what's happening yeah. in my heart, you know. <laughs> yeah. she, she's just going to the altar. Yeah. 
So I sit at the altar, and right when I sit, man, Chris Hart stops the service, and he says, sir, and I look up, I says, yeah, you, <coughs> he says, can you get up? He says, when you were sitting back there in that and chair back there, God spoke to you to go to another nation. Wow. And I said, okay, Lord, you got my number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so Chris Hart says, true or false? And I said, true. He says, okay. He says, I want you to know that was not you. It was God speaking to you. Wow. And you need to obey God. And so he says, can I pray for you? And uh, I said, yeah, sure. And so as he's praying, he now steps into a prophecy. Mm-hmm. And in that prophecy, God spoke to me. He said, if you obey me, I will give you men for your life. I will give you disciples. And I'm going to reach cities with with the men that I give you. And so I walked up to my pastor right after that. I said, <laughs> <coughs> I think that I'm going to Mexico. (laughs) 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 So, you know, we worked it out. I thought I was going to actually go to Pioneer because my brother was already pastoring in Tijuana. Uh And, uh, but I didn't know behind the scenes, my brother was thinking of being a missionary to Uruguay. So I took over the church of my brother. When he became a missionary to Uruguay, I went to Tijuana. Your brother who looks and sounds a lot like you. (laughs) Yeah, which I'm going to go on record. He's older than me. I I don't know which one's better looking. Well, we'll leave that for uh, (laughs) revelation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's how we ended up. Short, kind of quick version. You know, I sold my house. I quit my job. My the superintendent flew from LA to San Diego, and he told me, "You're insane if you're gonna give this opportunity," you know, because mm-hmm. I was earning good money then, yeah, really good money. <coughs> and uh, and I said, "No, sir." I said, uh, "I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm a Christian, and and I'm gonna love. Uh, you know, I'm gonna do what God's called me to." And and you know what? The guy said, "You know what?" I I respect that, and that's how I just I stopped my job and we moved to Tijuana. And how long ago was that? What year was that? So, uh, so that my Jacqueline is she's going to be sixteen. So that was like uh, eighteen, nineteen years ago. Okay. 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 <coughs> and so, when you got into Tijuana, what's what's <laughs> some of the first things that? Really, you saw a major difference. I mean, I knew you grew up in Uruguay. Yeah, but Uruguay is is not third world. See, it's it's very European. Right. So for me, I moved to Mexico. I had horrible culture shock. My wife did it. You know, I wake up the following night. You know, I moved in. Yeah. And I'm hearing a horse in my window <laughs> and some chickens. And I'm like, oh, boy, oh <laughs> this ain't San Diego, and this is not Uruguay, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, the first week, you know, God had, looking back now, God had a, a supernatural plan to that church because my brother had done an amazing work. He had already three baby churches. The church had already at that time around 65, 70 people. Wow. But when we stepped in, man, it was like supernatural. Like yeah. the church doubled within two years, and uh, I began to send works, and it was like rapid. Looking back, I was there almost four and a half years. Looking back, there was so much that took place. But looking back, it was supernatural. It was God yeah. having a, a specific moment or even even this week, a couple in Nogales is gonna get sent out, and that guy and the girl they got saved when we were there, single. Today they're married and they're getting oh, sent wow. out, you know. And so, 
God did so much stuff. But the first week was radical. The first week I moved in to the house, which we call a house, but it was a shack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they found the head of a woman in my street. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, oh, boy, you know, this is not San Diego anymore. You know? Yeah. And so I immediately realized that violence, drugs, and the, the, the violence is something that I have never, I, I've seen movies back in the days, but what I, what me and my wife and kids, we lived through the f almost five years there. Mm -hmm. I, it was like incredible. I'm, I'm talking about crazy stuff, stuff that you think, no, it, that's not real. And yeah, it, it is, is. <laughs> you know, it is. So yeah. we, want, we want some examples of yeah. situations <coughs> because we know that the cartel presence is very strong yeah all over mexico mm -hmm. but in tijuana yeah it's the biggest uh, border in the world so yeah whoever can control that border you're talking about billions so yeah uh you know so the point was that once we got there i you immediately make you have to make a decision why am i here mm -hmm. right and i wasn't there for money for the glamour i wasn't there for the tacos <laughs> Even though people say I love the food, okay, you gotta you gotta find some comfort, right? Yeah, exactly. But but I was there for souls, for people, yeah. right? And so the thing about that I love about Mexico is you you love the people, man. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing is that yes, there is violence. Okay, and I want to say this before I even go. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is violence. Yes, but but that that's that's on the side as a christian if you're called to preach you're preaching for souls mm -hmm. and 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 all of the souls uh, that god had given us and the miracles that to this day um, it doesn't even compare and so but, but you have to make a decision you either let fear rule and control you mm -hmm. or you by faith know why you're there i'm here because god called me and for me it was very radical i mean how many times do you have a preacher that doesn't know you from Adam and say, hey, yeah. sir, back in that chair, yeah. God told you to go right. to a yeah. chair. After so, you told God to tell, right. some, tell so, him to so tell you. So for me, it was very, very real to me that I knew that I was there because God had called me, right? So my point, mm, the way we saw with my wife, which I love dearly, that precious girl, <laughs> is like, hey, if we're here, it's because God called us. If God called us, he's going to protect us. Right, right. And the other point is, and I know I joke about this, but this is true. And if I die, hey, we're all going to die. I'd rather die doing the will of God yeah. right. because yeah. I know where I'm going. You yeah. know? So we're all going to die. Yep. And uh, I know that you know some people joke about it, but that's a fact. And I'd rather die doing the will of God than dying with money and pleasure as a coward. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. I don't yeah. want to do that. That's running not me. From, running from it because yeah. of fear. Yeah. So, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, the cartel is there, uh, and y what you do is you ignore it, <coughs> because that's not, my job is not to be nosy. I don't mm -hmm. care about them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I care about souls, but, you know, yeah. they got their world. They've been there before you got there. They're going to stay there before yeah. you, uh, after you leave. Mm -hmm. That's them, right? So you just preach. The problem that happens is that as you preach, and as you reach souls, you begin to now, clashes. you begin to mingle in their world. Right. I was just about to say, uh, so you know Tanya's from Mexico. Yeah. And my wife. And so <clears throat> I went. Th we went there uh, about two years ago, maybe three. We were there for about two to two and a half weeks or so in the place that she's from. And I was 
to be honest, I was like, okay, I'm deployed, stuff like that. Right. I'm a little worried yeah. about going deep because they're from a smaller mm -hmm. spot. Right. So I was like, I'm a little worried to go down there. I'm a tall white dude with a bunch yep. of tattoos. Yes. I stick out like a sore thumb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. And the one thing she told me, though, um, it's kind of what you were talking about right there, is she was like, it's they're almost like, you know, um, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but what she said pretty much is they're kind of like bees. If you mm -hmm. leave them alone, yeah. they're going to leave you alone. Yeah. Right. And I was like, now, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's the real though, cartel, okay? And this is where it gets messy. Mm -hmm. The okay. small guys, the wannabes, right. the drug kids, those are the most, actually those are the most dangerous ones yeah. oh, right, because okay. they have no human regard for life and they're crazy just to make a buck 500 bucks right. so matter of fact somebody comes to me I had a problem somebody comes to me and tell them and they told me hey, pay me 500 bucks I'll kill them for you wow. we'll, we'll do the job <laughs> you know Jeez, so that yeah. is the most for me but you're right though the real cartels and stuff they're organized man and they if you don't mess with them directly yeah they as a matter of fact, I witnessed to them. I have. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. run into. I would see suburbans. They're all loaded. And I would mm -hmm. just ride up to them. Bro, <laughs> hey, you need to Christ. Uh, come to my church. This is a part of. And a lot of guys, they give me respect. Yeah. yeah. One guy, he had come in. I, I could tell he had come in to clean up, you know, to take care of people. And he told me, God will never forgive me for what I'm doing. And I said, well, that's a lie. That's a, that's the lie from hell. Yeah. If you repent. And he's like, no. He says, I'm so deep. But the guy was the real deal. And, yeah. and you know what? He, said, he told me, I respect you, man. He says, you stay with what you stay. He says, you know. And so, th so that is a little bit the difference. Yeah. Okay. You know, the, the, the real cartels, if you don't mess with them, you know, like you say, yeah. bees, you know, if you don't mess with them, they won't mess with you. The problem okay. is... <laughs> that Sometimes the in, a, in our business, we want to mess yes. with it. Yeah. As far as mm -hmm. I don't want to mess with money and drugs, right. yeah. but I want to save souls. Yeah. Yes. Once you start taking their soldiers. And that is what happened. That yeah. is what almost got me killed, and I lost my house. And wow. and my daughter, Rebecca, that you guys know, she she remembers flashes of, of her being, you know, I don't know, seven years old and, and running for her life because they were going to kill us because... Eventually, I uh, I moved into a house that my next door neighbor was a drug lord. He he wasn't uh. just a guy. He was running the whole drug organization in the colonias. They call them colonias. There is yep. neighborhoods. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so uh, uh, that is the most radical story that uh, that that I ended up. I don't know if you guys want me to yeah. tell sure, you that. Sure. Yeah. But, hey, but, that would be great <coughs> to hear. But what happened was it's like. I I was living in the house, and the cartel executed a man in my doorsteps. I heard the man die, drowning his blood. It was a mess. It was oh bad. So Pastor Lamb at that time tells me, you need to look for another house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some I wise said, words. I said, yeah, but this is the thing. Where? Whatever you go, they're yeah. there. Yeah. I had just moved from another house that they had killed a man in my house. Inside your house? Yeah, uh, uh, next door, my lot. Oh, oh, yeah. So oh, wow. they had executed a young man there. I left that house. I moved to this house. Now they kill somebody in my front door. Oh, my wow. So now, okay, you know, it's well, like... Let me ask you this. What was that guy doing at your front door? Was he just there circumstantially? He was committing adultery with the wife of a drug cartel man. Oh, so why was he at your front door? In a car. 
oh. committed adultery okay. in the act they killed oh them oh wow yeah so, oh my gosh so, yeah so you, you know adultery is is deadly it's deadly, yeah, and to mess around with the, yeah. the drug cartel yeah. guy, one of the drug cartel is oh. not. Well, it's funny almost it's to a point because um, just some, like, Tiny doesn't have, her family doesn't have a bunch of ties, but they have loose oh, ones, yeah. right? So I feel like every everybody does to a mm-hmm. point, right? And so that's what she was telling me when we were going there, too, is, is a lot of it. It's, it's crazy when you really think about it. Some of those cartel guys, you know, besides, like, killing and things like yeah. that when it comes to family yeah. they are the most sometimes they're the most loyal or, or moral obsessed people yeah. when, especially when it comes to family yeah yeah, yeah. And she's like it's almost very a little bizarre it's a little ironic when you think about yeah. it mm-hmm. but she was just saying talking about how how crazy it really is yeah you yeah. know so so it, you ended up moving house so i left another no i left for from that neighborhood it was insane to another neighborhood hoping that it was going to be better. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. Uh-huh. My next door neighbor ended up being the, one of the head guys of, of the run, you know. She's got worse. Yeah. <laughs> so the the reason uh, how I realized this is I would go to church on Wednesday, come back from church, and two suburbans, we were all drinking beer, guys hanging out, and they were all blocking my driveway, you know. So every 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 service, I would get out, Hey, dudes, I need you to move your trucks. I need to come in. They would never answer me. They would never talk to me. Was this the driveway of the church or the... No, my house. Because my neighbor was living next to Uh, me, so they would always just party then. Mm -hmm. And so this this went on for weeks, you know. So finally, I'm like, man, I'm I'm getting vexed. And so now I realize, man, I brought my wife and family to a worse part because these guys were more, you know, more money. M- suburbans, mm-hmm. more yeah. personnel. You're usually yeah. dealing with 10, 12 guys every night. I'm coming wow. in. Yeah. Sometimes I go go preach a revival in the United States and I have to leave my wife like that for a week, oh, you know. Geez. So I told my wife, I said, you know what, we're going to get this couple saved. And so I said, uh, my wow. wife can cook, you know, yeah. not, not for nothing, but my wife can cook. So I, I told her, I said, we're going to get this guy saved through the wife. We're going to, we're going to I want you to cook. Oh, wow. And one day she cooked a meal, and we went and took it to her. Wow. And, man, this woman was tormented. She was living yeah. in, a, in a prison, you know. Mm-hmm. So long story short, she opens up. My wife witnessed to her. She comes to my church, gets gloriously saved. Wow. But the problem is husband the husband didn't like that. And now she started coming to my church with black eyes. Uh, messed up and you know just really you know bad mm-hmm. finally I had enough you know I said God I need you to help me I just went knocked on the door wow. he opened up the door and I told him I said you know I'm your neighbor and the guy didn't even answer me mm-hmm. I said uh, and I see what you're doing to your wife wow. and men that do that to their wives are cowards Oh, my God. I know, but I had it. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, I said, hey, one day you're going to stand before the living God, I told him, and you're going to give an account for all the mess that you're doing and with your wife. And then I let it have him, and I started. Yeah. I told him, you, you, you better get right. You need. Yeah. I said, any coward can do that. Yeah. And so what happened was <laughs> I learned this was not the smartest, but I was already in it, you know. <laughs> His daughter comes out. She was four. One of his daughters comes out, four years old. I said, look at that girl. That's your daughter, right? 
He never answered me. He looked at me, looked at her, just nodded. I said, do you want men to treat your daughter the way you treat your wife? Oh, wow. Do you think that's manly? Yeah. And he never answered me. Later, he told me, when I told him that, this guy is dead. He said, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> that's what he oh, thought. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so anyways, I witnessed to him. And I told him, I said, before I left, I said, listen to me. I have the real deal is Christ. And if you call upon him, he will save your soul. But you must get right. And I told him how to get saved. Yeah. And he didn't want to respond as far as, so I turned away, around, walked away. Wow. The problem was I didn't know, but at that moment he was so angry at me, he thought, I'm going to kill him, you know. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I had to go and preach a revival oh. in Phoenix, so I had oh, to leave. Oh, wow. I know, I know. Oh, man. Knucklehead. <laughs> 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 poor wife, poor <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> She's going to have a few crowns over there oh, yeah. for putting up for my oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, long story short, I go preach a revival, I come, and when I come, the wife comes running, man, of this neighbor. Uh -huh. Like, you have, to, you have to come to my house. And I said, why? He says, my husband is being locked up for three days in the bedroom, doesn't want to talk to anybody wow. unless you come it in. affected him. Oh, wow. So I said, what? And my wife said, he's going to kill you. They're going to set you up, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to go. So I, I, She's going to set you up. So, okay, so, so the wife said, you, you sure you want to do this? You know, the wife is nervous. Yeah. My wife is nervous. Like, yeah, I'm going to go. You know, he wants to talk to me. All right. So I just went in, went through the dining room, knocked on the bedroom. And he said, who is it? And I said, I'm your neighbor. You want me? I'm here. So he says, come in. I opened the door when I saw his eyes. I knew something had happened uh -huh. for the positive. Wow. And he says to me, you know what you told me a few days ago? And I say, yeah. He says, that's real, dude. That's real. Wow. I cried out to God and something happened to me. Oh, my gosh. Oh I know. Gosh. I know. It's totally oh. both. <laughs> wow. It's like one of those uh, 180 dramas, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know? And like, you did? He says, yeah. He says, I, I don't know, but I don't want to do drugs anymore. I've been, go I've been going through some withdrawal. I, I don't want to talk to my wife because I'm, I'm tripping. This is different. Uh -huh. So, man, I, I went to the bed, started talking to the guy. We did the sinner's prayer. He came out. That was a Friday night. Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, he's on outreach with oh my me. Gosh. And he was one of the, one of the like, big Yeah. So he, gangsters. now he starts telling me, hey, pastor, you got to watch this house. You get now within oh, one hour. I yeah. know now I have the, the download of the whole oh, colonia, you gosh, know, yeah. who to stay away with, who's ruling, you know. Yeah. And so he just got radically converted, man. Wow. And so he started coming to church. Praise God. The problem is, I didn't know this, but he had two kilograms of pure cocaine that he was to sell and distribute uh -huh. through the, you know, the, the oh, ranks. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had it in his possession. I didn't know about this, but he comes on Sunday morning and he hears me preach against sin uh -huh. and how you got to deal with sin, yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. So instead of talking to me, he hears that sermon, grabs the two pure cocaine and flushes us down the oh, toilet. wow. In a moment of uh, excitement, yeah, you know, and yeah. just holiness conversion. 
new convert. Let me ask you, as what crazy you, as that is, what would you him? have told him to do? <laughs> Call the cartel and say, take it back? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you don't do that. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. You do that. You're dead, man. Yeah. So it's like stealing from them. Right. Really. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, I would have said, hey, listen, give it back. You know, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to work out a deal. And if you, if you don't steal from them, you know, let's pray. Something. Yeah. I would have called so my yeah, pastor, yeah. Sure. get some direction, you know. Sure. But he never did. He never did. He just, he just went did for it. it. <laughs> 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 it's just one of those oh circles. Like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> was that God or was that me? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh. So, anyways, long story short, I don't want to take too much of no, your time. No. But, but, but what happened was they came for payback, and he said, "I don't have it. I threw it away." That don't work out yeah. with the cartels. Yeah, they want money or a life. That's it. There is no. Wow. There is no. You're, there is no. I gotta save. There is no. I'm a Christian now. Yeah. You either give them the the the, the stuff back, or you give them the money. And if you don't. They're going to go after you and they're going to kill you. Wow. And so that's what happened. On a Sunday oh, afternoon, man. I preached my Sunday morning How service. How much is two kilos of cocaine worth? Pure? I, I don't know. You're, you're talking about a lot of money. Thousands, hundreds I, of thousands? I, I, I don't know, but it, it was yeah. enough for them to come and yeah. kill them. Yeah. You know? Oh, well, yeah. So sure. they sent a, uh, a, a, a hit uh, uh, team to kill them you know, oh. also on a Sunday afternoon. So I'm sleeping, taking my glorious afternoon nap. Yeah. Uh, I preach Sunday morning, and I have a preacher that he's going to cover me. He's going to preach for us Sunday night, and he was going to do a, a men's discipleship Monday, you know. Okay. So I didn't have a, a sermon for the afternoon. I got my afternoon. I'm taking a nap. Mm-hmm. And as I'm taking a nap, I'm he- I'm, I hear this horrible scream of a woman. Uh-huh. I woke up. I'm in my pajamas. I woke up, and I know. Immediately, I already know. You just know. They're, they're killing them. You know, so they came to kill them. So yeah, yeah. I get up. I look through my r- window, and I see the wife. Oh, man, that's... Th- I see the wife uh, hurt, man. And uh, she's screaming. And she looks at me, and she says, Pastor, they're going to kill us all. I don't want to die. You know, and you're, they have, like, four kids. So uh, she says, help me. I'm, I don't want to die. And uh, next to her is her four-year-old girl. And they had broken her jaw. She's bleeding. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I, I had to make a quick call, you know. What do I do? So I, I just, I acted. I turned around and I ran downstairs. And my wife looked at me and she says, if you go through that door, you'll die. And I said, uh, then I'll die. I, I can't. can't so I, 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 uh, I went through the door, and uh, I, I had a cell or a, a phone with me, you know. Cause, but what happened was, I was telling him earlier that in the moment that I, I started running, I, apparently one of the guys that had an AK-47, he was going to shoot him. He got distracted, and my disciple grabbed a kitchen knife and stabbed one of them through the heart. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so, you, a, you, you're dis- one of your disciples. Well, he was not my disciple. The newcomer, you know. Oh, the drug, oh, oh, my, drug, my, oh, the my guy. Neighbor, oh, I, I didn't know somebody else was there. My brand newcomer. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> my brand newcomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stabbed wow. this guy, and it just got chaotic, man, because 
I don't, by the grace of God, instead of the other guy shooting, he panicked and grabbed the bleeding guy, put him in the SUV, and they took off, they took off. Wow. to try to save this man's life. Wow. I didn't know, but the guy who got stabbed was the brother of the woman that controlled the entire organization. Oh Her name gosh, was the Weta. <laughs> so, oh so no. I, I, yeah. So now, now it's escalated. Yeah, Even now more. it went if from it was bad, owing for two kilograms yeah. to now most likely killing this guy, which yeah. happened to be the brother. Oh I God. called the cops. In the meantime, the cops, they responded. I told them, I got the cartels here. They're going to kill us all. And so within, they sold me out. The cops literally sold me out. So wow. within, within a few minutes, I had like 18, you know, SWAT with ski mask, the, the federales that they yeah, call them uh -huh. there with the, with the trucks in the back, you know, mm -hmm. AR-15s. And they're not, they're, they're on board with the cartels. Yeah. They so so they come in, it's like, what's happening and all this stuff? And, and uh, there is a lot of stuff happening, you know, but I'm trying uh -huh. to give you the quickest thing. Yeah. So I say, look, the cartels are going to, they, they came to kill this lady. And all of a sudden, two suburbans now, they come in in a little hill. And you got to understand, I live in a cul-de-sac. There's only one way in, one way out. Okay. So, and I said, look, there they are, man. There they are. They came back. So apparently they took the bleeding guy to the hospital uh -huh. and they came back to finish oh, the job. No. But when they saw the federales, they, they stopped. And so, man, the, the commander there, he got freaked. He's like, dude, he says, we're not messing with oh, them. We can't. No. So uh, you got to understand, now yeah. I got my wife. I got Rebecca having a nervous breakdown here. I got the wife of the, the newcomer. Mm -hmm. I got my newcomer and all of his kids, the mm -hmm. little girl with a broken jaw. Oh my God. This is a mess. Yeah. I'm in the street, man. I have no weapon. I have nothing. And they're going to leave. And this guy tells me, he thing. curses me out, the cop. He curses me out. He says, you're going to die. Yeah. And he says to all his guys, let's get out of here. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, I grabbed the AR from him. Did you really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, dude. I love if it. I'm going to die, I'm going to die <laughs> fighting. I'm sorry. Oh, I love so it. I grabbed the AR. I said, oh. you know what, Coward? If you're not out of men enough to fight, I am. And I just grabbed his AR. Oh and the God. guy freaked, man. He cursed me out, pushed me. Wow. It's like, you're crazy, preacher. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm going to die. Yeah. And at this moment, you're not thinking. Yeah. You know. So uh, I forgot to say, by this time now, four disciples of my church had come, come in to okay. help me. And so, or either then or later, you uh -huh. know, something like that. So, uh, so anyways, these guys left us to die, man. The oh police, gosh. around 18, oh my they left me to die there. Yeah. And so they, they took off, and that was one of the lowest points of my entire life because I knew I saw them pulling back, and they started driving towards me. And I had my daughter, Rebecca, mm -hmm. and she has a breakdown, and she's crying, and she, she gives me a BB gun. She had gone, ran into the house, Give me, get the BB gun and says, Dad, help me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to die. You know, so think about this. You're a father. You, you see your girl saying, I don't want to die with a BB gun. Mm -hmm. And these people are coming with weapons and I have no way out. I can't, I couldn't run. 
And I know I'm crazy, but I said, God, if you help David against Goliath with a rock, wow. help me, give me a rock. <laughs> so I went to look for a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you have, a, you have an AK in one hand, a BB gun in the other, you're hey, for a rock. <laughs> when you're desperate. Did you yeah. you you, no, no, they took it. Oh, I wish. Had, no, oh, okay. you know what? Don't, let me take it back. I thought if I would have had the AR, I was not talking to you today. Yeah, because oh, yeah. because really? I would have well, died that day, or I would have went to prison for yeah. murder. I would have died that day. I yeah. know that. So that was God in my insanity. Yeah, He covered me. You know. Yeah. So, anyway, so when the drug cartel comes in, I'm looking for a rock, man, because yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they opened the door, and one guy has a nine millimeter, you know, forty-five. I don't know, like a, a semi-automatic. Right. You know? yeah. So the moment that he's going to uh, bring it out, man, my 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 young disciple Cumber that has staffed the, the, yeah. the yeah. guy, the he went at it and they started fighting. Oh, oh my <laughs> so, gosh. so, so this other guy, uh, this other guy that gets out from the from the uh, one of the suburbans, he's going to now get a gun and shoot at us. And one of my disciples has this bright idea. To put his hand in his pocket, and he says, "If you touched my pastor, I'd kill you." And he didn't have a gun; he had a cell phone. Oh, but the guy freaked; he didn't know. Wow! So he didn't just shoot, you know. He uh -huh. he just stayed there. They're fighting. Yeah, the now, Mexican standoff. Yeah. In Mexico. Now I'm fighting. Yeah. Now I jumped in the fight in oh the dirt God. because I'm trying to get my guy out right. yeah. so that I can maybe calm the thing. You know, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. So there it is, man. The lady, the waiter, the woman oh. that is in oh. yeah. They were coming with her. She gets what? out and she starts cursing at me and you almost, you killed my brother, and I, I'm like, I'm trying to calm the situation out. It's a long, crazy story, man, but God came down. I felt the presence of the living God because those people should have killed us, would have killed us. And I told the lady, I said, look, I'm a pastor. I don't know what you're talking about. He just started coming to my church. I have my wife with my kids. Don't kill us. We did nothing to him. And the lady, man, she's going nuts. And all of a sudden, she just stops and looks at me. And she curses me out. And she just says, let's go. And she just orders all of his men, oh her God, men, wow. to, to leave. And, and, and the moment they go in, man, I thought, this is my way. I saw my van. I had my keys. And as soon as they just started pulling, I grabbed everybody. And I'm talking about everybody. Uh -huh. And I shoved them all in the van. I grabbed the van and I just took off. Because I'm thinking, if they change their yeah, mind, we're sure. dead. Yeah, course, and yeah. they did change their mind. Uh, oh, really? Later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but they, they found me. No, they found me in a, in a highway. I was running from now my neighborhood and I'm going through a highway and there is a standoff and they're blocking now. Oh, they don't. No. <laughs> and so this guy just he, he he's a cop, but they're working right. with the cartel. Uh, yeah. And he looks at me and he puts they they the are right to my face, man. In the in the so you're in, in the, the van. van. I'm, I was running in a highway trying to yeah. get away from them. Yeah. And they, they, they blocked the street, you know, so I couldn't run. I, I, I had to come in. So the guy looks at me and I said, look, man, 
I'm a preacher of the gospel. Don't mess with my family because God is going to judge you. I'm, I'm oh sorry, God. man. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. He has a God. I have nothing, bro. <laughs> oh I have God. my wife here, my yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> Lay low, you know? And everybody else still? Yeah, oh and the guy, gosh. the guy that they wanted because yeah. they wanted him. Yeah. They really didn't want me, you know. Yeah. I'm just a, a guy. So I said, you need to let me go, man. You need to talk to all those guys. And I don't know, man. Again, God came down. <laughs> he looks at the guys like, hey, let them go. Let them go. They're not the ones. Let them go. And just, whew, I take off. Oh, my oh. gosh. So I found a hotel, get the family paid off, situated. I said, look, you need to lay low here. I'm going to take my wife to the United States. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cross the border. You know, I, I, so I left them in a hotel, mm -hmm. the family, and, yeah, the, uh, right. and then I, uh, I, I grabbed my family, and I crossed that night. And, uh, um, but before I crossed the night, I went back to my church. Oh, because I needed to fix So you went back all the way over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, oh, so you know, you were you weren't there because it was a Sunday, huh? right? It was yeah. a Sunday afternoon. Oh, I had a preacher, so I need to put oh, things in order. So I go in oh, to my church and my disciple looks at me and says like, "Hey pastor, did you know you forgot your pants? Remember I told you at the beginning?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I was in my pajamas. <laughs> so I'm in church with my pajamas. <laughs> and so I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm trying to explain to him this is crazy." <laughs> I I, I tell the guest preacher, "Preach. They almost kill my family. I got to go." So when I turn around, man, I'm looking two suburbans come in and just bam right in front of the door of the church they just oh, come in and close no. me in again oh, I'm no. caught again you know so I said God this is after he's in the hotel now yeah yeah so it's I had you and your family uh, yeah yeah okay. so I said God uh, you know you gotta help me again I just all tinted windows nothing you know mm -hmm. it's just them there I'm here I just walk right by them <laughs> Oh, wow. Because God, I have to go. go. Yeah. Because I gotta go to my wife. This is like a movie. <laughs> I'm telling you. I know, I know. I know. You should get Mark Wahlberg so, to play. So right. I grabbed my van and they I just took off and I went wow. to the border. I crossed my wife, called my pastor, explained to them, you know, what had happened. And my pastor said, You can't go back, but I'm like, I have to, man, because I couldn't lose a church like that, you know? Yeah. So when I went back the following day, my neighbor found me, and uh, uh, they told me they're looking for you. They are putting a watch in your house. Oh my gosh! So he said, she told me, if you go back, they're gonna kill you. They're gonna kill your family. So, so I did go back. I had to <laughs> get my stuff. <laughs> but you left your family. I left my family yeah. in the United States. So yeah, there we go. Okay. So yeah. I went around two o'clock in the morning. I, I I went in, sneak up from behind the windows, and in I in your house. Yeah, because I needed to get I needed to get my stuff. I needed to get my laptop. I needed uh -huh. there was stuff, documents, yeah. birth certificates. Oh, you know, wow, yeah. that I, I kind of wanted to to to. I, it's not like I needed, but there was some stuff. Yeah. it's hard, man, yeah, to, yeah, to sure. live to your rebuild. life like yeah. that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I did. I sneak up. Uh, and then I, I gave, I just made an announcement, anybody in the Colonia that wants free house, free refrigerator, free stuff, go in and have at it. And so people in the neighborhood, they started going in oh to get all my, my stuff. Oh, wow. So I lost everything. Yeah. Wow. You know? so, uh, uh, so what happened was, like a couple of days after, I crossed my family back to Mexico. Oh, wow. And I found different places to keep them in different houses. A pastor let me stay in his house for a few days. 
and then I got a little shack that I rented, and I stayed there a few days. Wow. And I would go and preach in my church and then quickly get out. Wow. So they got me one more time, and that was a week after. I go in to a dentist, and in the dentist, uh, it's in the second floor. Uh-huh. It's only one room, you know, brick. The windows are all barred. So there is, you only go in one, one way. One way, you go out. no other way. So uh, what happens is that I'm, I'm having my, fix, my, my teeth being fixed, and um, all of a sudden when the lady, the, the dentist is working my teeth, she hears a radio of a police, you know, or something. And oh. she says to her assistant, what's going on? Can you go and check? And I'm, I'm getting my teeth worked on. <laughs> and, uh, and the assistant goes to check. And she says, oh, my God, there is our men <laughs> in front oh of, of our waiting room. Oh and God. I thought, oh, no, they got me. You yeah. know? And I know that this is going to sound crazy, but this is legit. This happened. Again, God intervened, and, and uh, 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 I'm telling you, this was supernatural. So the dentist thinks that she's going to get kidnapped because in Mexico, that's right. what happens. Yeah. If you're a doctor, they come, kidnapped you, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I wow. told the lady, look, look this, they're not coming for you, I said. They're coming for me. Wow. And so the lady said, a Jonah moment. What, what are you doing? What happened? I'm like, I cannot explain to you, I said, but I need you to do me a favor. Give me a pen and give me a paper. And uh, um, so uh, so she did. And I wrote, which I happened to find the other day, wow. my last note to Kelly because oh I gosh. knew that they were going to take me, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I wrote it very quickly. I signed it. This is the day, December 5, 2006. What does it say? I told her, I said, Kelly, um, if something happens to me, remember I love you. Please take care of the kids. Go on with your life. I love you with all my heart. I made some mistakes, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I ask God to forgive me, and I ask you to forgive me, your husband, and then I signed it. Wow. And so I, I gave it to the lady. I said, look, they're going to take me. I'm asking you, please. I told her I'm a pastor of that church. Go and find a wife. Give it to that wife this is my wife yeah and so right when i'm going to get up man i'm telling you this is this is holy ghost i i get a phone call Uh i open up my phone and it is an ex-cop that happened to be in the whole moment remember i told you there were four disciples that they went to help me in the original right and the ex-cop said pastor I don't know why I'm thinking about you. Are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not. They got me. He said, where are you? I said, I'm in the plaza and the dentist. He says, I'm in the plaza, Pastor. Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah, listen. Oh his gosh. name, I'm going on record. His name is Daniel. He still is alive today. Wow. wow. And, and, and I said, Daniel, they're going to take me. He says, no, they're not, Pastor. So <laughs> I hang up the phone. I just waited a couple of minutes. I talked to this lady because she was like, the, the dentist was out of control. She, she, was, she, she, was, she, she was like, the, the assistant, she was crying. I'm trying to yeah, wow. help these ladies. I'm tr- I know I'm going to be taken out mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. <laughs> so I opened the door, man, and here's a guy with an AR or, I don't know, assault rifle. Yeah. Yeah, he looks something. at me and puts it right in front of me, man. 
And all of a sudden, my disciple comes like a madman <laughs> running, oh, oh, running this there. This is my pastor. This is my man. Don't touch the men of God. You hear me? <laughs> so I'm like, so the guy looks at me. He, he looks at me. He looks at the assault rifle. He points it at me. He's staring at me, man. And it's like a moment, like you can uh-huh. hear a dropping. And he says to me, are you a real pastor? And I said, yes, I am. He says, you're the real deal? And I said, yes, I am. You don't want to mess with me. You're not the guy that you want. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wow. <laughs> and and yeah. he says, he says, okay. I said, I said, okay. <laughs> so he just kind of opens up to the side. And he just says, go. Wow. And my, gra- my disciple grabbed me. Let's go, pastor. Let's go, pastor. He just, he just took me. And that was the last time that I ever escaped. That's like wow. the third time. Oh my God. And I thought to myself, if I keep doing this, I'm not going <laughs> to tell my story. I've been threatening people. Oh, God. So, but you know, wow. looking back now, now I'm going to bring it to an end. Yeah. Because I know it's, it's taking yeah. a while. But That's okay. So. A week later, after that mess in the dentist, I was able to have my farewell service. And in that service, I had 199 people. Oh my gosh. Sunday night. And as I'm in the stage and I'm about to turn over the church to my own brother. Yeah. He yeah. came back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he looks a lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> I say, bro, God bless you. Good luck. <laughs> hey, good looking. He's like, hey, man, these black suburbans keep following me everywhere. I don't know what's going so on. So like I, I said to him, you know, I, I was thinking, I told my wife that night, you know, it's like the devil almost stole that from us, you know. If I would have left, yeah. afraid of my life and stuff, yeah. I would have lost to see 199 people just celebrating uh, 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 the end of our ministry to receive my brother. And I felt like, you know what, that, that the souls and what God did through those crazy years, we're seeing even fruit right now. Like yeah. I said, you know, this No Goddess Conference tomorrow, they're going to send a couple out that he got saved. He was one of those men. Yeah. that was trying to defend my life. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, so he even told me, I saw him Tuesday. I went to preach. Uh-huh. He hugged me and he said, Pastor, thank you for he- helping me. Do you remember those days? That's oh <laughs> he's laughing. You know, we laugh about it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But it was no laughing moment. Right. You know? It, it was my life, my family. My daughter, Rebecca, when we moved into Vegas to take, you know, to be the assistant, for two years, she always would have a nervous breakdown. She would not sleep a normal night because of wow. the terror that she had to deal with, you know, yeah. the, 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 the fear, you know, of all of that mess. And the, the sad part of the whole story is that m- my disciple, the one that I helped, yeah. I told him, I'm going to buy you a ticket. I'm going to send you to South Mexico with your family. I'm going to put you in a fellowship church. You never need to come back here because they're going to kill you. Yeah. He didn't listen to me. That's the former drug lord. So, yeah, so yep. he went back, started messing with sin, and they executed oh. him. And wow. they executed his 18-year-old boy oh around, you know, a few blocks away from the church. Wow. So his wife, I don't know where she lives now. She's in hiding. The kid, the daughter that, you know, mm-hmm. she had her jaw broken. She's older, obviously, but I wish somehow maybe we could find her. But the sad thing is, is that the man died, his son died, mm. and there was no need for that. You know, yeah. I, I, God helped them. 
I almost paid with my own blood to help mm -hmm. him. Yeah. But he he played with sin. He went back to sin, and you don't play with sin, and you yeah. don't play with the cartels because yeah. if you leave to tell your story once, well, that's a great illustration of you of will never come back and and leave. You know, they're, yeah. they're not yeah. going to let you leave. That's a great illustration of what sin is like. Yeah. The wages yeah. of sin is death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's very sad. And, and sad in, in, in my own person as far as he could have be had such a testimony, you know. Yeah. He could have yeah. moved on, go to Mexico. We have so many churches in mm -hmm. Mexico. Start a new life, you know, and, and use all of that story for the testimony and for, yeah. for the purposes. Well, hopefully that's what his wife is doing. I pray, yeah. you know, I pray that um, somehow, this is what I even told that guy last week. I said, you know what? The Word of God is not in vain. And mm -hmm. we gave our lives to her. She knows. She was born again. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe in heaven, in eternity, you know, she'll, you she'll serve God. Yeah. So that was a long, wow. one of my crazy stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you will continue to be one of our recurring yeah. <laughs> guests. We have to have you back on, Diego. Wow, yes. that was yeah. But I am, uh, I'm alive today because of grace, you know. Yeah, thank yeah. God. I should have died so many times. And by the grace of God, God covered me and my family. And I, I am so grateful that God... Uh, through our lives was able to use us to help people and save souls and and um, you know I um, I would do it again you know yeah. yeah definitely I would do it again I, I there is no there is no well your faith is very mm. encouraging yeah thanks so. yeah so one thing that I will leave you with is that when you live in an environment that is hostile like that your faith better be yeah. real Right. Your yeah. prayer life better be. Yeah. My morning prayers was real every morning because mm -hmm. you don't know how that day can turn, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when you see so many chaos and people dead and, uh, you know, just so many stories, that's like, God, unless these people have God, they have nothing. They don't yeah. have resources. They don't have a government that protects them. They have nothing, you know. Yeah. But when they get saved, oh, my God, man. This Faith. Holy Ghost, man. I think sometimes that's crazy, just the contrast of yeah. the states yep. and then going to a place like Mexico, you, right? You know that uh, I, it's no long, you know, we're talking about 20 years ago, so now yeah. a lot has changed as far as the, the technology. Mm -hmm. um, but th where we were leaving behind me, there was uh, a dump, trash, and people lived in the lump, in the dump. Wow. Raised their kids. Their houses were tent. United, yeah, wow. you know, and sleep. And one day, I'm doing an outreach. They're burning trash. There's no electricity. They're burning trash to see light at nighttime. And if you look on a clear night, you see Coronado Island in San Diego, oh, which yeah. is wow. millions. If you've ever been there, oh, you have wow. millions of dollars, you know? Yeah. Yep. And so here I am in the middle of trash, man, outreaching and praying with people that have nothing. Yeah. And yet you see billion dollar homes across wow. the, 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 the ocean you yep. know and, and it's like so drastic yeah. but yet so powerful when you get to pray with people like yeah. that and these people can actually come to church and we had people that they had nothing man I'm mm -hmm. telling you nothing like shacks holes in the dirt to go to the bathroom now they're safe married born again they have a house they have a car yeah. you know their lives has changed, changed yeah. so much and you know that is so powerful that's, awesome. that's that's addicting to see that yeah you know <laughs> you yeah. see that it's like god i want that i want that yeah man. i love that you know yeah mm -hmm. oh my gosh amazing 
that's crazy. Yes, well, sir. We have to have you on for some more. Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, thank you. you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. your time. <laughs> no, no, this is. <laughs> thank you for taking our time. Oh no, <laughs> I was very you, engaged. I, this is not something. taking up any of my time for sure. That's so for sure. thank you. But um, but no, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Like we said, we'll we'll uh, continue to have you on if you if you yeah, will continue I'd to love come. That. Yep, cool. I appreciate that. Of course, right. thank you.